0: I think that's one of the big things in victimization is that, um, so many of us end up being really codependent and focusing on everyone else and not taking care of our,
1: Hello, welcome back to finding your spark again. I am so glad to be here today with you and with Dr. Meg Hayworth. Transpersonal psychologist, best selling author, and holistic chef, Dr. Meg Hayworth helps women survivors of narcissistic abuse to heal the emotional, physical, and spiritual damage caused by trauma over time. I'm so glad to have you here today. Welcome.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. It's so needed these days, you know
1: yeah it's it's uh you know i have to say i'm i'm really excited to have you here because when we first met uh my ears really perked up in the way that you're addressing the body mind and spirit right you're really you know a lot of times when we think about emotional trauma and emotions in general. Uh, people kind of feel like oh well that's that's something in my head or maybe they've gone to the place where they go and my heart right but to really get to that place where we understand that we are a whole being and our whole being is impacted by our whole experience even when we can't always remember it all or you know uh, don't have control over it all all of those things so I'm really excited to have you here and to get to talk about what how that impacts people. So tell us a little bit about you and your practice.
0: Yeah, so I have been doing this kind of work for about 30 years, um, and I myself have been through basically everything that I I work with people on. Which you know a lot of people are looking for somebody who's been through it because you can really um, really empathize with them. Truly and deeply, so basically, so my background is that I was sexually, physically, and emotionally abused as a child, had a narcissistic parent. I focus a lot on what I call ACONs, adult children of narcissists, and I help them go from ACON to ICON. an ICON is is, is somebody who's independent, confident, original, and naturally you, because when you grow up with a narcissistic parent, everything's in service to them, so you feel literally like a slave, you're programmed a really particular way to be in service to them. So you neglect yourself. And so most of us end up in codependent relationships like I did. And we end up having to do a lot of healing on ourselves. But what i found as a transpersonal psychologist is a way to just really shorten the amount of time it takes. So I was in 15 years of traditional psychotherapy before I found transpersonal psychology. And I got more out of one session than I got out of the 15 years. And it was important. I needed those 15 years. I needed that work. But I didn't really need to be going in that long. (laughs) And so most people don't really need to be going in that long. But these transpersonal therapies really look at the holistic picture, the mental, emotional, the physical, and the uh, energetic and spiritual parts. And so that's what I really focus on is a technique I created called whole person integration technique that helps people release the energy that gets held in the system. And they can feel, oh my gosh, that's really hurting my heart. And I have heart problems, huh? Okay, you know, because they've been drained over time emotionally. They've been victimized over and over and over again. So I help them move from that victim to that victor, or that person who, who understands that What happened to them really happened for them. And when you shift that thinking and you start thinking, this happened for me, it happened for me to develop myself, to overcome, to uh, learn about life and love and true love, true self-love. When that happens for the self, it is a powerful moment. Like when you say, you know what, this happened for me, and I'm going to figure out why it happened for me, what I can do with this. And then how I can use my own skills, talents and abilities to help other people because you'll have them available to you because you've released the energy that was stuck and blocking you from the life that you really want to have. The one that you dream about or maybe you haven't even let yourself dream about it because you're still so in service to somebody who victimized you and we need you, (laughs) you know, we need your light.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you are you are really hitting on so many amazing things here. This this uh mind shift or approach shift that you just mentioned about and particularly with respect to victimhood, right? Cuz that's that's this is the thing is that we get into these patterns and they put us in subservient roles and then we go like, "Well, I don't have a choice. I am a victim of this thing." And so that that mindset shift of this is happening not to me it's happening for me it's massive and and I will say uh, there are a lot of circumstances where it's hard to explain that to people like so like a couple of years ago, my husband passed away, and my house sold and like the whole thing just swirled it's very different than what we're talking about today, but that that mindset that is the mindset that carried me through the, all of the traumas that were a part of that time was that i i knew that he would never leave me i knew that he would never leave me unless it was for me right and so what is that what am i what what is here for me and i feel like we miss that when something that feels awful happens when we feel trapped and stuck then we go like there could not possibly be anything for me but a real key element for me in that situation was uh not just it happened for me because if you stop at that part of the sentence then you feel like this is awful why is it for me Um, but if you continue, it's a
0: hard pill to swallow.
1: It's a hard pill to swallow. It really is. But if you continue to that next level with it and you say, okay, if it happened for me and I am who I am today and I do not understand what's happening or why it could possibly for me, then that means I haven't grown into the person who it is for yet. Right. This is my opportunity to take this step into leap into the void. Right. And, and become something that, that life is calling me to, but I, I don't want to go. I don't want to (laughs) go.
0: Right. Right. But you know, it's, you're being really pushed into those moments, those wake up call moments. And those are very powerful moments. I think of them as holy moments. You know, they're hard but holy because they're, they're pushing you into a next the next level of you and of who you're meant to be. So, yeah, if, if that makes you really angry to hear it happen for you, good. I mean, let that anger drive you to, to discover internally like, how that anger has been working at with you and, and on you and how it's been draining you over time and how that anger and that resentment is here actually to teach you I really have come to see those negative emotions, the guilt, the anger, the shame, all of those as teachers. They have been sent to us to help us heal. It's something Rumi said in one of his poems is, you know, that they're messengers from the great beyond that are here to help you, and if we would only listen to what they have to say, but what most of us do is we tend to numb and distract and distract and avoid and 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 we don't want to go there because we think it's going to be so painful to go there and the way that i created my technique whole person integration technique helps the person to go there without it being i mean yes you may cry in a session but it's it won't have the kind of searing pain that the original wounding had and so, and then people leave the sessions just feeling empowered, and, you know, because emotions, we know they can make you sick, because we get drained over time from these emotions that make us sick. We say things all the time like, oh, that person makes me sick to my stomach, or I feel I'm worried is sick about this or that, um, but they can also make us well. And that's re- what I really help them refocus their attention on is that emotional wellness. Like, what do you, you want to feel? Yeah, everyone's like, Dr. Meg, I just want to feel peace. Like, okay, let's get there. (laughs) You know, we'll get there. And then when they feel the peace flooding their body, it brings healing to the body, the mind, the soul, everything.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I love that you bring up this kind of uh, reenactment of the pain. Because, uh, you know, this happens with trauma of all sorts. And so I'd love it if you could talk a little bit about How do you recognize yourself as the victim, right? Because to me, there's a lot in that moment that says if I'm reliving it, then there's something there that needs to be dealt with. And even if I'm only making incremental shifts in terms of my... um, ability to pull back from the event, if the event keeps coming at me or the relationship bits and pieces from the specific relationship keeps coming at me, then there's something going on there energetically that's bigger than what my little pea brain can deal with. right? So uh, yeah, so I'd love it if you could talk to us about like how to recognize this in your life and uh, and, and just to know that there's something going on there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really making me think of like the symptoms of victimization, of being stuck. I mean, when you do feel stuck, and you feel like you can't, you maybe have a vision for your life, and you can't get from here to there, because you feel like there's some sort of a block. um, Or, and a lot of times, it's low self esteem, is you know the real obvious blocker. Um, You're not maybe not really good at receiving things. Um, You may have symptoms like depression. Uh, stomach problems, headaches. Um, So there's all kinds of physical symptoms that can come in uh, that you may not associate with the emotional drain that you've been going through from being victimized. I mean, I've worked a lot with sexual abuse survivors. I'm one myself. um, And also narcissistic abuse, I've been through that myself. So um, those, there are very specific symptoms of you know making everyone else more important than you could be one of them Um, being highly sensitive empathic intuitive all of those things are really good things but when you feel victimized by your own empathy because you feel like you're a sponge for all the negativity around you and that's making you sick you know like those kinds of things are really good indicators that you've been victimized if you feel if you even say to yourself like i just i'm like the classic doormat you know people just walk right over me um and that says a lot too because it's just like oh i guess my maybe my boundaries aren't good and how do i even reset that where do i start <laughs> you know like could you start looking at all these things that um you know i have post-traumatic stress disorder i have depression i have you know, all of these things that could be going on, you're just like, where do I start? And I always say, start with the emotion that's right up in front. And if that emotion is anger that you're spinning in a lot, because you're so angry at the world, you're angry at men, you're angry at women, you're angry at your father, your mother, whatever, that anger is going to teach you about what's beneath it. What is it thinking, feeling, and believing, and that you can let that energy go. And so, um, and when you let that go, your reality shifts and changes. You know, you just become, you become different. And this is a, a pathway to happiness. It's a pathway to feeling amazing in your life. To go through all of that and to be able to get through to a place of like, I feel joy. Like, I actually woke up really happy today. You know, and that felt really good. You know, you can get there. For sure.
1: Yes, I love that.
0: Um, so I love
1: that you're talking about like what does it look like? What am I thinking if I'm in victimhood? Um, and and now so so how you know what do we do to sort of move forward to overcome that? Right? Because a lot of times uh, there's certainly been so many times in my life when I've had some awakening, right? Yeah. <laughs> some some yeah. noticing of myself where I see behavior or I see feelings, or I I start to really understand that I've I've been living my life in a very specific pattern. And all of a sudden I go like, Oh, that's got to change. And then I have no ability to change it. (laughs) Right. Then you go like, ah, I tried for two weeks or two months or two years. And I, I don't, I keep ending back in the same record groove. So, um, so t- talk to us a little bit about what do those first steps look like?
0: Yeah. And this is also in, um, I have a free ebook on my website, um, called 10 steps to overcoming the effects of victimization. And the first step is a decision. And I'm not talking about like, uh, well today I think I'm going to work on this. I mean like a full body, you have fully decided that you're going to take your healing into your own hands and that you are going to find the solutions. And what is so awesome, and when you make a full-on decision like this, like you're just totally on board, all of you, um, then all these doors open up. Suddenly people will start talking about all, the, you'll hear three different times, four different times, read this book, take this program, work with this practitioner. And so just all these things will come at you to help you heal the money will come. That's something I was always like, I was just, you know, I was always broke. And I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay for all of this. And the money would always come somehow to find the help. And that's another piece of it is, you know, find the help. Because we're not meant to, to do this all alone. You know, we can get a lot from books. We can get a lot from online programs. Um, and if that's where you need to start, you know, with an online course or something, because maybe you don't have that much money, but, um, you know, it just get help. You know, it's really, really important. And even if there's all these, like, online support groups and those kinds of things, which sometimes it can be a little more damaging than helpful, but you can find your people, because you will find your people when you when you make that decision after you've awakened. You make that decision that I am going to... Do whatever it takes to heal myself in this situation. I no longer am going to believe that I have to stay stuck in this place, in this way. I know there's examples out there. And I also will say, too, go find somebody who has dealt with what you dealt with and work with them or follow them. Watch their videos. There's so much information out there now. Um, and then it's using your intuition, your, your own inner guidance system to kind of lead you to this thing and that thing. It'll, it, and it'll come at you anyway. So as soon as you say yes to the universe, the universe is like here, we've been waiting for you to say yes. <laughs> Here's all the stuff. <laughs> so it's a really cool thing. Yeah. So, so let's talk
1: a little bit about, uh, the, the mind and the body right? Because something that really uh, perked my interest early on in our conversation is that you talked about the mind, the body, the energy body. And a lot of times when people are dealing with emotional problems, then they, as you said earlier, they go to a a psychological place. They say, okay, I need to use my brain to change what's happening. And then everything else will fall into line. But it's so much bigger than that (laughs) and we now have so much understanding of how much the energetic body and the body itself and the mind are connected into the spirit and what happens when you do as you just said when you make a whole decision that is backed with all of you Then something really different happens than that, like late night, 2 a.m. Oh, yeah, I should definitely fix this in my life, right? (laughs) I'm going to sign up for that. Maybe there's a, I bet there's a vitamin. Let me find a vitamin, you know? And, and, uh, right. It's a, by the way, (laughs) yeah, a super different thing than I am all in. I am, I am making this next step into the unknown. And I am willing to let parts of me be really uncomfortable, but to also reach for something that doesn't make it worse. And, and, and that's a really important thing that you said, right? Because I cannot tell you how many people, how many times I talk to people and they, they will say before they become clients, they'll say, I say, oh, well, what have you tried? right? And they'll say this and this and this and this and this. And when we really get to talking about it, um, sometimes the way those things have been done has really dug a hole, really made things much worse. And so now there's a whole bunch of healing that has to happen on top of what the original issue was to deal with. I think it's important for people to know as they move forward, right? Because I love to do these in a way, these recordings in a way that we can really help somebody to not just make that first choice, but to help them if they made that choice and they're still standing there a year later going, I tried everything, what do I do now, right? I think it's hard, you know, people search out podcasts to listen to um because they're interested because they have a problem usually right and on our podcast we're always talking about happiness so there is that positive side of it um but these things they come up as small as smaller and smaller and smaller they don't stop coming up you don't stop living life when you get like when you get to wake up happy you know you still
0: still got life. <laughs> I so I say this so often is that as long as you're in a body, the fun never stops. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. there's just always something. There's another layer to work on. But what happens is the more you do this, the more adept you become at letting go, because that's a key of what I'm hearing you say is like you know when we get stuck and you get to that place of, like I've tried everything. Yeah, ha- there's not there's no way any of us can try. Everything, although I understand getting to this place because I've been at this place before. And again, that's another holy moment, you know, where there's something. Sometimes it's you get into what I call the waiting room where you're being asked to wait. You know, you continue doing your processes that work like journaling and meditation and spending time in nature and taking baths and eating really good, healthy food. These things that make you feel good. Because anytime that we step outside of those choices that we know are supportive of, of us, we can stop and look at our lives and go, oh, you know what, I stopped meditating. I need to get back to that. There are different steps that we sort of slip back into the old patterns, and but we have dominion, and I think we forget that. We have dominion over ourselves and our ability to make choices that are really powerful for us and empowering for us. It's not always easy, especially when there's an addiction at play, you know, because you'll feel like the the choice is being made for you. Like you feel powerless to that. Um, But there's, again, there's still always going to be some help for you um, with that true calling from your heart to get the next step. This step will always be revealed to you. And having that kind of trust and that faith is something that you build as you go through your own healing process, but I don't think I think that when you give up on yourself, which I, I've seen people do, you know where they get to the point where I just like I give up. I've tried it all, like and nothing's working. Sometimes that's the moment right before the thing that's the tipping point for you comes for you. What you'll see is uh, that tipping point will come. It always does. I mean, if you're really in it to win it, (laughs) you will. You really will. And it's getting back into that feeling of like, I am in this to win this. I am in this to heal this thing. I'm in this to extract the lesson and understand the evolutionary work that is happening within me and around me. And the participants, the people that are helping to guide me through this evolutionary work and... Um, The books that are helping me, the podcasts, and the, you know, just like don't give up on yourself. If there was something that you kind of put to the wayside that uh, was really, really helping you, go back to that. Because there's more good juice there, you know, like of Course in Miracles, for instance. You know, a lot of people get a lot out of that. Oh, well, I stopped doing that, but oh, I can go back to that. Or you go back to a book that really, really helped you. You're going to see it totally differently than you saw it that first time you read it. Because you're a different person than that first time you read it. And I think here's an exercise people can do that's kind of leading me to all of of these these different places. But um, is to remind yourself of how far you've come. Remind yourself of this is who I was when I started this process. This is who I am now. This is this is what's changed inside of me. This is how I'm different. Um, this is something I have overcome in the past. I feel like I'm in a major setback right now. But I don't think setbacks are really setbacks. I think they are really, uh, it's really like your soul is asking you to go deeper. And you're just being, and so all the work you did, you already did it. Yay, I did it. (laughs) You know, I did that. And now my soul is asking me to go deeper. And yeah, it hurts more this time. But you're going to cycle through it faster when you just go into it, you know, and finding good help to help you do that.
1: Yeah, like a springboard, right? It's like the difference between falling off the cliff and being on a springboard um, when you have that kind of support around you and a a way uh, to to participate in healthy behavior. That's awesome. You know, one of the things, and I do want to dive a little bit deeper on this. Um, one of the things that you brought up is waiting. And, uh, I know that in, in victimization, waiting can be a, a real problem, right? Because, uh, that's what you've been taught to do. <laughs> Just wait over there until I'm ready for you, <laughs> right? And so I I love that you're bringing up um, healthy waiting and also kind of getting this idea of of not, not giving up five minutes before the miracle. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between the stuckness of waiting and healthy waiting, right? The healthy waiting that we need to have with our, our bodies. It processes, these all take time. And they take guidance. And so the waiting is not really, uh, inactive when we have healthy waiting. Right. So I'd love to hear more about the, the differences there.
0: Yeah. It just made me think of the metaphor of the waiting room. And when you go into a doctor's waiting room and you you wait like two hours for your appointment, it feels like forever, you know, but what do you do with your time? And that's something that you can really look at is, you know, what am I doing with my time? How am I being supportive of myself during this time frame where things don't seem to be moving? I'm not getting a whole lot of guidance coming my way. I'm not getting a whole lot of things coming my way. Um, But you can use that time wisely. You know, you can use that time in a self-supportive way. Um... And just always bringing it back to yourself. I think that's one of the big things in victimization is that um, so many of us end up being really codependent and focusing on everyone else and not taking care of ourselves. And that's a hard, hard habit to break, but that's a really important one to break. I mean, I see it all the time with um, adult children of narcissists where because you were in service to the other person all the time, to that narcissist in your life all the time, um, you forget about yourself, it's so easy to forget about yourself, and it's really hard, actually, to, to remind yourself, or, or to tell yourself, or to make steps towards doing good things for you, um, but they're really, really important, because that's really kind of what it comes down to, right, you know, is that, that happiness is something that's ultimately a responsibility you have for yourself, you know, you're giving that to yourself. It's a gift you give for, to yourself. And one of the primary ways you do that is by releasing yourself from all of these responsibilities of, of the other. And um, releasing yourself of the resentment, the guilt, the shame, the pain, the, the sadness, the grief, the, the toxic, those, when those emotions become toxic to the body and letting go of those. So it's really what I'm talking about is self-forgiveness. It's letting go of these parts of the self that have, like, anchored their way in. But I think they anchor their way in so that we can let them go, so that we can hear their wisdom. We can love them.
1: There was a big shift I heard in there uh, between the responsibility of caring for others And the responsibility for your own feelings, that is like, you know, you're on the bus in the back carrying everybody's bags and and now you just got in your own car and it's a, you know, nice sports car and you get to like, where am I going to go with these feelings? Like, where am I, where am I going to allow my feelings to go? Right. Um, That's enormous, right? That's an enormous shift that, uh, that can be made inside your life. Like, you know, without a lot of help. I mean, obviously the follow-up might need some help, but that's, that's a real mindset shift that can help immediately. Do you see that with, with your clients?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it comes down to that, loving the self, being kind to the self. And the more kind you are, and the more like those inner voices that are ruminating on past experiences, which is another way you can tell if you're a victim, is you're just ruminating on what this person did. You're telling yourself the story over and over again. They've even shown us scientifically that when you repeat that story over and over again, your, your energy field is in the middle of that experience. And you don't have to be in that experience and that's what I help people do is to, to come out of that experience that where their nervous system is stuck in the experience and creating the experience you desire to create. Why don't we rehearse that? Why don't we see that? Why don't we let your body feel that emotion coursing through it, that love, that joy, that kindness, that happiness? You know, When the, when the person feels that, my clients feel that, they're just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for reconnecting me with this feeling and helping me to intensify, and that's the prescription I leave my clients with. (laughs) I'm like, okay, this doctor prescribes joy, so (laughs) we're gonna enter the study of joy now. (laughs) So refocusing the attention emotionally helps to heal the body, helps to heal the past, helps to heal those experiences.
1: Super, well, I think it's a great place for us to wind up on the prescription for joy. Uh, so please let everybody know, how can I get in touch with you and what you've got going on in your practice?
0: Yeah. So you can go to meghayworth.com. It's M-E-G-H-A-W-O-R-T-H.com. And I have some free gifts for you. As I mentioned, the 10 steps to overcoming the effects of victimization. You also get the adverse childhood experiences study quiz with that and a free recipe book because I was a chef, a holistic chef doing diets for specific conditions for, uh, for 12 years, I worked for celebrities in Hollywood, so I have a lot of really cool uh, recipes in there. And then um, I also have the uh, 52 ways to tell if your parent is a narcissist checklist. It's really you can tell anybody is um, by looking at this checklist. And um, if you think you might have somebody who's narcissistic in your life, and it's really, because that is something that will really wear away at you. Um, So you can get that. And then I also have a YouTube channel too. Yay! So just go to Dr. Meg Hayworth on YouTube and find me. Subscribe. And there's a ton of videos and all kinds of holistic health and intuitive development and um, narcissistic abuse recovery for adult children.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here today. And I also want to remind our listeners that you can go, always, as always, go to blog to my main website, and there are several gifts there for you as well. The one I really suggest you start with is at, uh, uh, you can put into your browser as unbreakable.guide. And it's a guide, a free guide to how can you become stronger in yourself so that you're able to weather the world a little better and then make your way toward joy. Okay. See you next week.